0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp Uh, Today, you've seen the title We're going to be talking about fixing the symptom Or fixing the root cause And uh, not the symptom So, what I mean by that Is, well I suppose we dive and straight in What I mean by that is Almost every single person comes to me to fix a symptom Which is typically weight loss And the way I describe weight loss is exactly as that It's a symptom because of something else that is happening So This is why every single time that I say Why do you want to lose weight or why do you want to do this? I'm trying to get to the root cause as to why someone wants to lose weight Why are you in the position that you're in? How did you get into the position that you're in? What's going to get you out of the position that you're in? Because when people are typically Unhappy with themselves Mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever it is, someone is typically unhappy with themselves they're going to try and fix something that they can easily fix, which is their weight. Which is why it's so simple to jump into a six-week challenge, or a sign up to the gym, or to do some sort of action that gets people to address the symptom, which is typically weight gain, or being overweight. So, when we look at this... Ooh. as I nearly choke on air, because I know how to breathe properly. who! That's why I always ask, why do we want to lose weight? Because the symptom, the root cause is essentially being unhappy. I hate how I look in the mirror because of this, 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 and it's usually a confidence issue or a self-esteem issue. Okay, cool. Why are they there? Well, we haven't really done much in life. We haven't gone to the gym in the past. We've got a fair amount of gym anxiety. So therefore, we don't have the experience of typically... Going to a gym, working out, having the strength training, building muscle, and those sort of things. Or if we look back in, like even earlier in someone's past, did you do team sports? Yes or no? Uh, Were you physically active? Did your parents give you any sort of physical activity or nutritional advice or whatever it could be? What was the lifestyle you had before you had to start thinking about your lifestyle? Because There are multiple, multiple, multiple dietitians, nutritionists, personal trainers, whatever, that typically start in the industry because they've had that early childhood background. Team events, communication, leadership, nutrition, whatever it is, they've got that experience before they even had to think about, man, I should really go to the gym or get in shape or look at my nutrition. So it's typically how someone was brought up that is going to dictate what their adult life is going to be. For example, I have clients at all ages, typically somewhere between like 26 and 32, and then I've got clients that are 40, 50, 60. And it's typically, I've never had to look at nutrition before. I always just got away on my metabolism. Cool. Why did you get away on your metabolism? Well, and you know, some people just have those like DNA genetics of really inefficient metabolisms Which are the quote-unquote skinny people that can eat whatever they want and don't put on weight Fun fact Those are the people that have inefficient metabolisms because your metabolism and your Everything within your body Without listing everything individually Everything within your body has been built for you To store fat so if you cannot store fat and or put on weight that means you have an inefficient metabolism which means technically technically you are worse off than someone that can put on a lot of fat mechanically speaking obviously that's not the way the world views it because obviously looking at cheesecake and you put on five kilos that's a bit of an issue someone that can eat the entire cheesecake and lose weight yeah it's a little bit frustrating obviously from the outside looking in, but the amount of people that I've spoken to that are trying to put on weight and they have that metabolism, it's just inefficient beyond all fuck. I I know the struggles that they're going through in terms of not being happy with their body, but just on the complete other end of the spectrum. So it's typically someone's upbringing that is going to guide them into the decisions that they make in adulthood. If you were, as I said before, team, sports, nutrition, Running around the whole time Fair amount of friends, social And it was just something that your parents just put you in You were just like, oh, Trav, go play basketball Oh, go do this, go do this And, you know, obviously growing up as a somewhat athletic kid Yeah, it was easy for me to Like uh, PE in school was the only thing that I really cared about Because I was like, oh, sports, fantastic And that grew from when I was in like year two or three or whatever it was That I took up basketball Because my dad played basketball So it was just like, okay, well, he played basketball, I'm going to go play basketball too That led me into playing on multiple teams and training multiple times a night Multiple times a week, I should say Monday was a game, Tuesday was a game, Wednesday was practice Thursday was a game, Friday was practice Saturday, Sunday Well, Saturday I had off, Sunday was a game So every single day I was running around for at least 45 minutes High intensity exercise Then I picked up gridiron Because I was like, ah, it's a team thing, I feel like doing it, why not? Did that on top of everything that I was doing No wonder I had a six pack and was smashing HSPs multiple times a week It was simple for me Simpler times But that was my upbringing as a kid, was always team events Somewhat leadership roles And obviously pretty much just perfectly Set me up for the job that I have today But getting into the job that I had today, because of mental health issues Was not really fun But The root cause as to how I got into personal training, or why I was good at PE, or why I was good at sports, or lifting, or movement, or physical activity That shit came naturally to me because as a root cause from that very first little seedling thing back in year three I started becoming physically active Sprinting around the playground, and trying to beat other kids, and trying to do this and that, whatever, in some sort of physical contest doesn't help when you grow up around fucking future Olympians and Commonwealth Games peoples. But... I tried. So as the root cause, or as the sort of seedling of all of this, started when I was a kid. Being incredibly physically active and involved in all of those things. Next step was... Um, eventually... Uh, gridiron. The nutrition component behind that, that I got given from one of the Vic- Victorian state coaches. Hey, eat this and this and this and you know, you'll perform pretty well Looking back, it was probably pretty shit But that's where it was like, oh shit, I had no idea that nutrition could help my performance Then I went down the rabbit hole on that Oh, if I do this and this and this and this, that's going to help out as well So these things somewhat came naturally to me Or if they didn't come naturally to me It was naturally fun to learn about them Nutrition never came easy to me It was just like, holy shit, if I eat a lot of protein, this can happen? oh my God, if I have carbs around my workouts, this happens? It was the curiosity of learning because that was my sort of upbringing that made it very easy for me to learn or to want to learn. Whereas now when I take on a client that's 30 years old, now they're looking at themselves in the mirror and going, man, I fucking hate my life. Why do I look like this? And every other negative effect or thought pattern that they have in their life, typically speaking, not very active as a child. So that can be a root cause. Another root cause is for the fact that they perhaps were incredibly active as a kid, but then as soon as they turned 18 or whenever they got their first full-time job, because they never had to think about those things, their life was pretty set for them. For example, team events and running around, everything that I just explained for me. If I had have gone to a desk job, because I never really, for a, client or a person that has never really had to think about losing weight or looking a certain way or nutrition or anything that I typically obviously now teach then they go to a desk job they stop doing it they're like oh yeah I'll just take today off I'll do this and then it snowballs from missing the gym two days a week or perhaps not even going to the gym and just being active as a university student or as a kid or whatever and now they go to get the full-time jobs Now they've slowed down and they've put on heaps of weight and it hit that point of oh my god Fucking hate my life and blah 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 all the negative stuff. Then they go, okay. I want to lose weight Can you see how that sort of Connect the dot connect the dot connect the dot connect the dot. I want to lose weight Which is the very first the very last sort of symptom that gets displayed the very last thing They want to address that. And I say, okay, cool. Well, awesome that you want to lose weight. That's, you know, nothing wrong with that. I 100% support it. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that you do it in a sustainable way and you fucking change your life. But if we focus on weight loss, you're going to go right back to doing the shit that you did before. So let's put some new habits in place. Let's put some new behaviors in place and let's build out a lifestyle that is going to make weight loss Effortless to the point we don't even have to fucking think about it now You can just go on and live your life and you're gonna be happy because of it And you're gonna have these physical results and mental results because you have a brand new lifestyle So instead of focusing on I want to lose weight fantastic. I've lost weight now I can go back to what I was doing which is essentially the root cause Root cause is festering all of this negativity back into your life and you end up putting on weight Typically how yo-yo diet starts Get to the symptom I'm overweight I want to lose weight, so you lose weight, and then because we haven't addressed the root cause, habits, behaviors, lifestyle, thought patterns, emotional eating, anything like that, because we haven't addressed any of that, it all keeps coming back, and it just keeps growing, and then eventually, it'll overtake you again, oh my god, I've gained even more weight this time Now I need to lose even more weight I need to go do it again So then you go and lose weight And again and again and again It repeats the exact same cycle Until eventually it hits a point of Enough is enough And then you sign up with me But If I was a dick I probably shouldn't tell you this advice (laughs) Because I want you to sign up But If we can fix the root cause And say You know what I literally have Fucking think about this I literally have The rest of my life to attain health I don't need to attain health in six weeks I don't need to attain health in 12 weeks I have the rest of my life to achieve physical goals every single fucking day if you're 20 years old listening to this you've got another 60 years 70 years you have three more lifetimes everything you've done in your entire life do that three more times And then that'll be, that'll be you. If you're 30, roughly about the same. 40, live your whole life completely over again. You've got that much time left. 50, probably not so much. You've got about 40 years. But you can get the point that I'm trying to convey. You have so much fucking time to achieve health and to lose weight. So why are we so concerned with losing weight? Instead, let's take six months. One year, whatever the fuck that you want, that you can open up the timeline in terms of, you know what? The weight loss and the physical results are just going to happen. That's awesome. I know that they're going to happen because do I'm adjusting or fixing the root cause, which is at the moment, looking at my life, I'm not physically active. I don't do anything. Okay, cool. What can we do? What did, what did Trev say? Um, all right. I can go to the gym, Ah, oh, but I don't want to go to the gym. It's too fucking bad. Go to the gym. Fucking $12 a week. You get full access to literally everything and showers and all the equipment you could ever need for $12 a week. Go do it. Because eventually it'll hit a point, even if you're anxious about it now or nervous about it now, it'll hit a point in your life where it just becomes natural to you. Every single person that started at the gym started in the exact same situation. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, but we figured it the fuck out because we wanted to do it and the life that we were leading at the time We fucking hated it. So what did we do? We did something different that was outside our comfort That was outside of our comfort zone because clearly the comfort zone wasn't fucking working for us, was it? So we needed to change the comfort zone and add something into it. What was it? It was the gym We added in the gym as nervous as we were about starting at the gym, not knowing what to do There is if you're a new follower You may not have heard the story of my 57 second gym session Cried for 30 minutes before I got into the gym Turned a timer on my phone, lasted for 57 seconds in there And ended up running out in tears Sat in my car for another half an hour and cried again That was my first gym session back after a fucking mental episode Even though I was a PT, or an ex-PT at that point Ex-PT, about 2 years of lifting experience under my belt I still walked in there feeling like a fucking newborn, trying to figure out if the stove is hot. I had no idea. I was that nervous. Then the second session, I went back, hey, fuck yeah, I got a minute one. So starting off at the gym, yes, it is hard. It's going to make you nervous. But what's the alternative? Just going to fucking sit at home and hate our lives for the rest of our life and go, well, this is it. Because that's what scared me more than literally anything else Was, if this is all I'm gonna get from life This is fucking terrible I'm gonna change it And I'm so fucking grateful that I had that realization when I was like, 22 Man, is this all there is to life? This is shit-ass I'm gonna go get something else So I went and did it Because the alternative to not doing the thing, which was going to the gym and getting strong which ultimately led me to where I am today, recording this podcast. If I didn't make that decision, who knows where I'd be? Probably not even here. But that's the important of fixing the root cause. That's the important... Wow. (laughs) That's the good thing about fixing the root cause of something. Because for me, starting at that point in my life wasn't about, I want to lose weight or I want to look good. It was just, I fucking hate my life. What can I do about it? That question, as opposed to, uh, do I want to get rid of my man titties? They kind of sound funny when I run. Ah, Yeah, might as well go to the gym. Because if I was chasing weight loss, I would have failed. But because the gym was my saving grace of what can I do to better my life? well, I'm just going to go to the gym. I'll turn that into my thing that I do every day. Then I did it. And that eventually led to some sort of success in the gym. Fantastic. I was lifting stuff. I was feeling good. Then that led to another thing and another thing. And it snowballed, obviously, into where I am today. So I didn't worry about the symptom. Oh, I'm depressed. I'll take antidepressants, which I did. But I didn't go... I'm depressed. I want to be not depressed. Uh, I'm fat. I don't want to be fat. While they were the thoughts that came up every now and then, because obviously no one enjoys being overweight and not liking yourself as to what you see in the mirror and everything like that. No one exactly loves doing that or being that in a negative headspace. And then to counteract that, being in a negative headspace, you also have a negative physical space. I fucking hated it. But the question was, how can I make my life better? Always went back to that. Is this going to improve my life? Yes. Okay, cool. I don't care how I feel during any of this that's happening. Nervous, anxious, depressed. Anything that was going through my head, I'm going to fucking drown it out as best that I can. And I'm just going to go and do it. If I get 10% of the way through a workout, fantastic. At least I did it. It's going to be my thing. As long as I got to the gym, I was happy. So when it comes to your journey as to whatever that is and wherever you are, stop fixing the symptom. The symptom being the easiest thing to fix. The easiest thing to fix is usually the thing that is going to break first. Because if you focus on weight loss, it's unmotivating as fuck. First off, if you focus on weight loss and you don't see a change on the scales that one day... You're going to lose your mind and you're going to go back up and you're going to gain weight and then you're going to go, oh, fuck, I wish I was where I was when I started. Switch the mindset. Stop focusing on weight loss. Stop trying to fix a symptom when there is a bigger root cause at hand that is causing the symptom to consistently reoccur. Figure out what the symptom, whoa, figure out, (laughs) figure out what the root cause is for you and then address that. And the only way you'll figure it out is by asking yourself the questions, pulling out your belief systems, putting them in a fucking spotlight and going through them with a fine comb. These things I think about myself, do I believe them? If so, why? Or if not, why not? Ask questions, break down your beliefs, break down everything that you think about yourself. Because I can guarantee you if, you, if we're talking about childhood, most of the belief systems that you have... If you haven't questioned them or put your own in place, they're typically not yours. Your belief systems are usually not yours. They are put there by someone else. And because the only thought processor that we have in our head is our own voice, like, I don't walk around, as as cool as this would be, I don't walk around with Morgan Freeman's voice in my head. Ah, yes. That'd be fucking awesome. But I don't have Morgan Freeman's voice in my head going... You're a piece of shit. I was going to do his voice and then I bailed. (laughs) I don't have Morgan Morgan Freeman's voice in my head going, You're a piece of shit. You're a fat fuck. You should get into the gym. You should not eat that, you absolute pussy. Those are the thoughts I used to have consistently. But because of all of those things that were going through my head and the only voice I had to tell me those things was my own. It wasn't my mum's or my dad's or anything like that. It was just my voice. Even though a lot of the shit in my head was put there by someone else, my fears and insecurities and everything, obviously we've got our own things, but it wasn't until I started questioning everything that I believed in, I realized like 90% of the shit that I'm thinking, I don't actually believe in. It's just the fact that I haven't questioned them before, that I'm like, oh, well, must be how it be's. Must be how it be's. You're on fucking fire today, Travis. Yeah that uh, must be how it be's there. Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> because I am a uh, a lyrical genius on the podcast today. I'm going to end it there. Ask yourself and question yourself. Find out where the root cause is and address that. But please stop putting so much fucking emphasis and weight on the symptom because the symptom will come back if we don't fix the root cause. And that is exactly why I've made my program and all of my coaching to fix the root cause, to make sure you don't fucking need me or any PT or any nutritionist ever again. Obviously for accountability reasons, if you want to, but we're looking to fix a lifestyle and habits and behaviors and learned responses and emotional responses. And if we can get all of that shit sorted, even half, even 50% sorted, you will typically snowball yourself into a happier and healthier life without even thinking about it. Because we've put new belief systems, habits, and behaviors and responses in place. And that's how easy it can be. But yes, it is going to be uncomfortable for the first 3, 6, 12 months that you actually learn and expand your comfort zone because you're going to have to be uncomfortable in order to make that uncomfortable thing comfortable. And every single time you want to retreat back to your comfort zone, just ask yourself, has my comfort zone been working for me? Short answer, yes, it's kept me safe. Long answer, yes, it's kept me safe. But I fucking hate my life and what I see in the mirror and most of my thoughts and as to where my life is going. Then we start to get to the deep shit. Then we start to be like, okay, well, as uncomfortable as I am. And as much as I, uh, I do want to sit on the couch and play Cod and eat pizza or watch How I Met Your Mother or do anything like that, I know that, uh, I know that success in life, regardless of how you define it, money, health, wealth, whatever, well, money and wealth are the same thing, money, health, relationships, however you define life as to how it's going to be successful for you. I can almost fucking guarantee you that it does not reside in your current comfort zone.